2: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio
1: in High Fidelity. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to uh, What's the Word? The show that's about finding out what inspires people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Shival John, and thank you for joining me. I am broadcasting live from the uh, Hilton Americas uh, Houston Hotel here in downtown Houston, uh, where uh, the guest of honor is CJ uh, Ramirez, and she is the Social media coordinator for BMC Software, a global software leader in helping transform traditional business for digital companies. Now you're gonna hear about how uh, DJ has built her LinkedIn audience over thirty-six thousand people during her time as a college student at San Jose State University. Now, before we get to this interview, I want to say that uh, that this show is uh, sponsored by Bellarmine uh, LLC, which is uh, my business company, and it is a marketing agency that. Um, businesses and how to use social media correctly to build a loyal audience. You can visit the website at www.vlonalmedia.com to find out more about uh, the services that we provide. So without further ado, here is the interview with uh, DJ Ramirez.
3: DJ Ramirez, welcome to What's Work.
2: Thank you. Happy to be here.
3: Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I'm truly honored. Now I'm going to start off with an icebreaker question. And the question is, uh, who's your favorite sports team and why?
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm sure this doesn't come off as a surprise um, if you follow me on Twitter or all my social for that matter. But my favorite sports team has to be the Sacramento Kings. Um, and I love them because I was practically, or I was born, a Sacramento Kings fan. Um, and as I got older, you know, I dived into the social media world and I've like created this awesome relationship with the Sacramento Kings organization that's made me become you know even more of a fan so they're definitely my one of my top favorite things like in the world <laughs> thanks for that
3: question that's awesome oh you're welcome you're welcome uh, now of course uh, we're, now we're gonna delve deeper into that how you you know you know your your uh, your business friendship with Sacramento kids later, but first of all, I want to start off. Uh, can you share with us about your role as a social media coordinator for BMC Software? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So as a social media coordinator, I do a lot of um, you know planning strategy behind um, uh, getting our or executing our key marketing goals as far as you know getting our. Um, Uh, Promoting our brand out on social. We also want to drive demand to our business. And so I do a lot of um, publishing content um, engage social engagement um, as well as trying to find um, influencers who can um, Who we can work with as well as um, report all of our our metrics because you know social business You can't just share your story you want to share how we're Helping support our
3: business through social media. That's really awesome. So now, of course, I gotta delve into this because what's really interesting is that uh, you you actually you know did what uh, I guess you college students have done to where you you know to the point before you graduated to where now you're working with BMC Software, and that mm-hmm. is uh, you actually uh, you know you were involved with. Uh, uh with organizations. But also you actually created you actually founded a you know, a chat uh called Com network while you were students at San Jose University uh, State yeah. University. And so can you share with us about what led you to do that?
2: Yeah, so I started my social media, you know, um journey at when I was in college. Um, I started off as as the Filipino organization. I was doing public relations but a lot of it was doing social media promotion for our club Um, and then I branched off to um, doing social media and marketing for student government and then from there I said you know what? I want to do something within my department and I noticed that we didn't have um, kind of an organization for students to come together to talk about social media and how we can you know, promote each other and promote our department and all the great things that we're doing. So I was um, on the social media team for our department and I decided, you know, we should open this up to all of our students in the department and I decided to um, start a club with two of my other colleagues, Edwin Lee and Nicole, and we um, basically founded a new, uh, a new club for our department. So it was tons of fun. We got to meet new people and just share you know, how communication studies, um, or share what we're learning from communication studies and implementing it into social media and how we can grow and promote ourselves um, post-college. So it was really fun and I'm so thankful for my group of friends who helped me launch that club. And I'm actually going back next week to speak, or to host a social media workshop, so it's fun to see where the club is going since it started.
3: Wow, that's awesome so so basically you know like for example like you know with you know with you know with the work world they they're looking for college students you know college graduates who have work who, who have experience but yet the whole adage is like how can we how can we uh, gain gain experience if we if we don't have work but what you're sharing is that you actually you know, you created your own, uh, your own club in a sense, like social media department, where you, you basically took the initiative to to set yourself up to where now you're, you know, you're now working as a social media coordinator for BNC software.
0: So,
2: mm-hmm.
3: so first of all, like, what was the challenge of doing that while you were pursuing your career?
2: Yeah, so it definitely was a challenge, you know, going to school full-time, and I also had internships, uh, or I had an internship, I kind of, like you said, opportunity isn't going to come to you, you kind of have to go create it, and I knew that if I wanted to be where I want to be, I needed to do something other than just go to class. So that's why I got really involved and when I I wanted to set myself apart so that I would have a job when I graduated. And I also know that like experience will definitely um, like put you above everyone else when you're applying for these jobs. And it of course was a challenge. I didn't get much sleep, but it was definitely worth it. And I think. You know, creating those opportunities, staying up to study, staying up to get things done for your extracurricular activities it's all going to be worth it at the end. But definitely, like, if you're still in college and you're watching this, take time to grow your, your resume, not just the classes that you're in, but through experiences that are available on campus. And if they're not available, go create them yourself, and you'll do great things.
3: All right. Now, now, I, now, this is what really impressive, too, because at I see that uh, you actually grew your LinkedIn connections, basically, and I'll say your followers to thirty-six thousand five hundred forty-seven, which I was like, I was just really impressed by that. So, so like, I know that that kind of made you, uh, like, one of the top, uh, you know, I guess top of connected LinkedIn. So. So first of all, when did you start using LinkedIn, and and what what how did you uh, grow it to where it's at right now?
2: Yeah, so actually I think I started my sophomore year of college. I went to like a career workshop where they said, you know, what, if you're not on LinkedIn, you better get on LinkedIn. This is the perfect time as your student. And that's when I started my profile and started to put all my experience up there. And you know, update it frequently. As I was doing all these things in college, and then um, actually started to write on LinkedIn after taking a social business class at San Jose State with my professor Michael Brito. He's awesome. I got Michael Brito. Um, He's really helped,
0: you know, kind of
2: let us know people, other students like myself, um, uh, to write on LinkedIn. And I think. By us writing on LinkedIn, we shared, you know, what we're learning, and we also gained a following from that. And while I did that, I I got another opportunity to be a, a campus um, campus ambassador for LinkedIn. So it was I got to work with LinkedIn, and that's how I, you know, really built my um, my following through with the blogs I was writing.
3: Awesome. So. So how, so what, so how did you get that opportunity, basically, like, what's it, because you know, some might say, oh, it was, up, but I know it was, yeah, no. put in the work prior to that. For sure,
2: yeah. Like, I think I said it before, opportunity doesn't come when I was on campus, whatever there was. You know, like, when I saw LinkedIn was coming to school, I, like, was there. I went to the session. Um, Her name is Maya Pope-Chapelle. She actually, like, told San Jose State students about um, student publishing, and she pretty much pitched the program. But oh, yeah. I had also had like, connections had also with the Career Center the because Community I would Center go in every day, you know, I was always so proactive always and, you know, setting myself you know, up to, get, myself up to get these opportunities. So I went to that workshop and, and went that work the Career Advisor lady yeah, introduced me to, to me to the LinkedIn to lady. Them. So it's all about building those connections, creating relationships and taking yeah. advantage of opportunities. Because who's going to, if there's, I don't know, I just feel like if there's an opportunity for you to make a connection, especially on campus, you need to go for it. And if you're not, then other people will, and they'll take your spot. So definitely be proactive and attend um, events that are, you know, given to you. Awesome.
3: Now of course I got. now we gotta chat a bit no, now about uh, Snapchat. Snapchat. So I mean Snapchat. In which I know I, mean, now, I know in the you know, I know in like the, in the you know, recent like you know, well, recent months yeah, or whatever we've seen we've seen uh Facebook people with uh, uh Instagram, seen, uh, uh, Instagram stories Twitter and then now and then, Facebook feed messenger. first of all uh can you share with us how did you uh how did you get into uh, How did you Snapchat, but then our, the our, first and then second, the first part the second part of the question, can you share with us about what, I can't speak now, like, implications Facebook, of, uh, of uh, uh, these uh, platforms from uh, platform, uh, Facebook to Snapchat? Yeah, so I think like everyone else, I started yeah, on Snapchat you
2: know, when, was when it was just a new app to play it, with. You know, just doing it for fun with your friends, and as I was on it, and I was it years ago. But Snapchat has grown so much since I first, you know, started on Snapchat, and it is starting to get a little like what's the word? It's getting kind of crowded with all the new platforms that are trying to copy Snapchat. This is just speaking on my own opinion, um, with like Instagram Stories and Snapchat Stories, and now Facebook. I, yeah, I would honestly stay off of that but um, I feel like you know just using whichever you're comfortable with whichever you have most fun with and where you're getting the most engagement you know just keep keep it authentic and um, that's why I stick to snapchat and Instagram stories I like too because I have a a big following on um, Instagram Um, but for Facebook I feel like I'm just keeping it with the news and the live video but um, and also because it's on mobile, I, I feel like it's just more fun to be on Snapchat and Instagram. What are, I'm curious to know what you think about about it.
3: <laughs> oh wow! Uh, well, uh,
2: I'll be honest.
3: Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not using Snapchat anymore because of the fact that I basically when I switched my phone, you know. I had, you know, I had to go through all the process of verifying my account, and it was with an old phone number. And because I didn't have access to the old phone number, I could, I basically lost my audience. So in that sense, I just, you know, I I gave it a shot to try to build up another Snapchat account, but I just said, forget get it because, you know, it was, it was tedious for me. So I, so I, I basically stuck with Instagram Stories because, it, because of the fact that and had to go through the the rigorous process. I just signed in, you know, got 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 back uh, my Instagram account, and so that's the reason for me. That's why I'm, that's why I stick with my Instagram stories. But I'll say Snapchat did help did kind of prepared me for mm-hmm. Instagram stories, and and Kristy is really responsible for me mm-hmm. using Snapchat because of her. Put a chat uh, called chat ChatSnap. at the story. So, mm-hmm. so that's what, so that's what,
0: that's
3: what, that's why, that's the way how I feel. It's just my, it's just my personal belief, but I'm, I'm on the mindset that you, that you know, you use whatever social media platform that you're comfortable using. mm
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Awesome.
3: Yeah. So now, now we get into uh, your, you know, your Snapchat takeover. And you mentioned that your favorite sports team was the Sacramento Kings, and you actually had the opportunity twice to take over this Snapchat. And so, can you first of all share with us about how you, how you got to the opportunity to uh, take over this Snapchat
2: account? Yeah. Um. Yes, and before I share this story, too, I just want to also say that, like everything that I've done, I started a long time ago. So, when I was in okay. college, like, I was, I've was, i been a fan, but when I was in college, my junior seminar project was on the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> like, I wrote oh, about oh. a communication theory and how it relates to the Sacramento Kings organization. So... From years ago, I've been supporting the team on social and I feel like I've created a relationship with, you know, just tweeting often and them like engaging with me back. Like social media is a two-way conversation. When a brand gets to, or when a brand is constantly engaging with you, it feels so good. <laughs> it's like awesome. I like fangirl. Um, so basically I've kind of created like a group of friends on Twitter who I tweet at during the game so it's like i'm watching with a bunch of people at the same time and um for the snapchat takeover you know i just figured like hey let me tweet them and ask like can i take over your social media like one night and to my surprise i got a response and they brought me to a game and hooked me up with the media pass and i took over their snapchat and it was so cool i feel like you know gave me the opportunity to kind of learn about their their digital media team and how they do so well on social, and you know, in turn, I wrote about it, and it you know, it was like a win win for all of us. And it's pretty much like the best day, one of my one of the best days of my life for sure.
3: That's pretty awesome, Dave. So, so basically, what you what you're saying is that you you just you you actually interacted with them on social. Mm-hmm. You build that uh, relationship with them over time. And then mm-hmm. when you got the, then when you got the opportunity to ask them, they just said yes. You're surprised because they had already known. You, basically. That's what you That's what you're getting at, right?
2: Yeah, I, I think. Yes, your your summary was very true. I feel like having kind of this past and this like built-up relationship got me the opportunity. And they probably have seen on my social, like, this girl tweets during the game all the time, she's, like, written on, she's wrote, sorry, she's wrote blogs about us on LinkedIn, Um, you know, why don't we bring her out? And, you know, we all won, um, and it was, you know, content for me, content for them, and I got to go to a game, so it was definitely awesome, and... Creating those like those opportunities, you can't just tweet one time and say, "Hey, hey, warriors, can I take over your Snapchat?" It doesn't come that way. I feel like it was a really organic, like authentic opportunity that just happened to work out. So, yeah, that's how how that happened.
3: (laughs) Okay, so now, so now here's a question I gotta ask then: Why do you think that most uh, businesses or or really anyone are, are not not taking the time to to build that uh friendship with the potential customers or or even like a college student or a prospective job seeker with an employer why do you think they're just going they're just thinking that they can just they could just post one tweet and they expect something um because people don't i don't
2: know i feel like it really does take time to build that relationship, and um, I feel like companies who do have it right, they do see the value in customer engagement. I feel like you and I—you've seen my tweets when I say like, "Hey, Hawaiian Airlines—they—they they helped me out because I tweeted them, and you know that's that's like I'm gonna give them more business because they helped me and they you know reached out to me on social. So I feel like company—you have to you have to try. To engage on social to actually create something for roi of the business and for a happy customer and if you don't take the time to do that then i feel like there's missed opportunities there's missed you know missed business um so definitely i feel like it's an area where companies should um be more you know more time and see the value in um i there are a lot of companies though who i know have like customer care for social there's like social support where Someone's complaining about a product. There's someone on the other side ready to give them a response. So there's companies who are doing it and others who are missing opportunities. But it social is, a, is like a new customer care opportunity for sure.
3: Okay. So so now you mentioned a few.
2: Uh, who else in your mind do
3: you
0: think is uh, using social media correctly
3: to, uh, build, to build that uh, loyal audience?
2: Yeah, um, well, Hawaiian Airlines, I've tweeted them a few times, Sacramento Kings, um, I'm just trying to think of top of my head, and also for the Sacramento Kings, like, when someone is complaining at the game, like, they'll change their experience, so real-time customer engagement is really, really unique and awesome. Um, I would also say, like, Chipotle, they do a good job, too, of, like, just engaging you, I feel like any good brand who has a team um, to engage with them is bringing value to their business. So those would be my top. I'm pretty biased about the Kings, <laughs> yeah.
3: Wait, wait, wait. You said Chipotle. Really? Uh, so can you share more about that because that's the that's first time I've ever heard that.
2: Really? Yes. Uh, I think I just, like, I reached, I saw a tweet and they, they have like funny, funny tweets. Um, and I think it's a good tactic too, given their, you know, their recent past, because I feel like their target demographic are, are people on social. And, you know, when that stuff happened, people were probably tweeting about it. And now they're trying to, you know, change their perspective of Chipotle. So I feel like their social has been great as that uh, they're, you know, trying to make, something better out of something bad that happened. And, you know, I retweeted them. I think I tweeted them like, this is so funny. And they even had like a game app where they would do like a buy one, get one like, free day. And I would find this out on social. You know, I would tweet it and they would say like, you know, glad, glad we can make your day or something. They would just respond to my tweet. So, you know, it doesn't really matter what, like, how often, but just one engagement can really change a customer's day. And I feel like it's good for the business.
3: Okay. All right. So, oh yeah, my God, I asked this question. I? said you need to follow their Twitter.
2: They're pretty
3: funny. <laughs> okay. I guess I probably will now after after this report. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now, now what about the last year? Uh, how how have you? What have you seen uh, over the last months, what years, above the change in? Uh, in a world
2: of life. You know, I've seen live streams do well, like like what we're doing right now. I feel like podcasts are a great thing to live stream. Um, I follow um, this podcast, the Juice and Moe podcast, and they're a sports sports talk, like a sports podcast. And you know, going live, I get to actually you know see their faces, see see their their reactions, their enthusiasm, like while they're speaking. So that's why I like the idea of live broadcasting. Um, also, like for me personally, um, I've had like when I'm out somewhere cool, like let's say I'm at like an art museum and there's something cool going on, I'll like, I'll live stream it just for other people to see. Um, but you know, there's other opportunities you can do to live stream too, like for keynotes, for for a, a conference. Um, you now, while you're at an event, if you want to do like a man on the street type of live stream, that's cool too. So I feel like there's a lot of a lot of ways that live streaming can take off in social, and I think we're we're just starting. So I'm excited to see um, how companies you know make the most of live video, as it is um, going to be a big thing this year.
3: Wow. Okay. That's pretty awesome. If so so now I'm um, now since uh. I know they will give uh, podcasters, broadcasters, or to ask me a question, but I'm gonna allow you to ask me a question here. So Mm -hmm. you can uh, fire away.
2: Yeah, I would say um, what got you into starting off your podcast? You know, I I feel like it takes, like just before we went live, you were talking about, you know, pursuing your passion and starting this business. I wanna know, like,
3: what made you decide to go for it? Uh, doing a, doing the podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh well, uh for me it was I wanted to lift up the most powerful and to in the world. That was my that was one of my motivations to start the podcast and and I guess over time I just like was learning I've, I've been learning that you, you basically, you know, got to you know, don't really chase the influence to the even though like my motives my was to try to uh, them up even more. I realized we had to like start with people that you know like build your your uh, your friendships over time mm-hmm. and so that's that's what I've learned. And then of course now, you know, seeing the emergence of live streaming I you know started to see the opportunity to uh to to like, you know, I guess, quote-unquote, record the podcast in front of a live audience, quote-unquote. So that's so that's what really got me, got me excited about doing doing live streaming, using platforms, and then, of course, seeing the, seeing the platforms, mm-hmm. you know, that just made me, you know, I guess it just kept me adapt. you know, but, of course, you know, sticking with one platform, I mean, Taken with the pla- the platform to put out the podcast is one of the most costly, most costly, despite changing, uh, the changing of our stream platforms. So.
2: Mhm. That's awesome. Well, I want to commend you for the engagement that you do on social. I feel like you know a lot of people can say we don't have time to like engage or whatever but you actually make the time to, you know, tweet about other people, and you're really building your network. So props to you for everything you've done and all that you've accomplished, and I know that this will be awesome as you move forward. So, yeah, just wanted to say you're, you you rock.
3: <laughs> Thank you, DJ. And so you, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that you know, you've actually took the initiative you know, to mm-hmm. But basically where you at. you basically didn't allow any excuse, like saying, you know, you're, you're studying or whatever, you know, studying classes, you got to get the grade, yeah, mm-hmm. not at the start, you just went, just took whatever opportunity that came your way, and that's, that's why you are, you're where you're at right now, and that's, that's why I think many people need to, need to see it Okay. Thank you. So, <laughs> and of course, uh, you know. Now of course, uh, here's here's a question. Like, you, I know you you took part in uh like like who was your mentor, per se?
2: Um. Well, I feel like I've had a lot of mentors, um, through my different experiences. You know, I started off in a club at at in college, and then I went off to student government, where I feel like I had. You know, like peers who mentored me. You know, we were all starting our little social media marketing careers in college, and you know, watching them grow um, really helped. So my peers were my mentors. Um, even you know, our bosses who were our mark, who were marketing executives at San Jose State, they were my mentors because they gave me the opportunity to create stuff and go off and you know, build, grow, grow our Twitter, DJ. You know, go for it. Um, And that it was great to have that kind of support. And then, also, I had like my professors were my mentors. Um, My professors who taught my professor Michael Brito, who taught me uh, my social business class. He, you know, really he was a professor, but he like really genuinely cared about our success, which I think, you know, left a mark on me. And uh, my professors within my department, you know, I've I've had a ton. I studied abroad. Um, that was a whole other experience, and I thank my professor for that. My professor, who was our lead for the social media team, who also was our advisor for my club. I, I consider him a great mentor throughout my whole college career, so thank you, Ted Koopman. <laughs> but I've had, a, I've had many, and I feel like it's, it's good to have multiple mentors sometimes, because you, you get different perspectives in different areas. Um, so if you can, you know, get as many mentors as you can. Okay, so now
3: i gotta, now I got to ask a question because you just mentioned you abroad. Uh, first of all, uh, what was that, how did that change, how did that change your worldview? And, and uh, you know, basically how did it kind of you?
2: Yeah, so while I was in college I had the travel bug to study abroad and it, it wasn't expensive. Um, and I have three three places that I could go to, and I decided to go to Beijing um, to study um, tourism at a communication college in China. And um, it was awesome because it gave me something to work towards. I did not have the funding for it, um, as studying abroad is expensive. So I actually I planned a basketball tournament fundraiser on my twenty-first birthday. So again, I kind wow. of. I, I had to make it happen. If I wanted to study abroad I had to do something. So like um, three months before my birthday I started planning. I got people, my friends to play, I charged them and you know, instead of birthday presents I asked for support for me to study abroad. And so when I finally got there it felt so nice to say I did it and I'm learning and it opened up a whole new world to me, like, you know, like it opened my eyes that the world is so big i got to learn more about myself like i got lost in china and i was like who cares that i'm lost in china i found i found my way home and you know it's not just about the academics i, I gained a lot of experience i it helped me become who i am today to just you know want to uh like if you're lost it's okay you're it's gonna be okay um but studying abroad was an awesome experience and um, I definitely recommend it to anyone in college.
3: Awesome. And just curious, how long were you in China for?
2: I was in China for a month. It was a summer program, and then I went to the Philippines for a month after.
3: Okay. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah, that's very uh, really cool. Uh, kudos to you. That's that's really amazing there. So, so now. So now, uh, three more questions, uh, if you had the opportunity to spend one day with someone younger, past or present, to learn from, who would that person be?
2: Oh man, <laughs> I don't know, that's a hard question, someone to learn from, to spend a day with. I might have to pass, I couldn't think of anyone. You know, there's a lot of people I look up to. I feel like if I could, if you'll let me answer this way, I would love. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I would love to meet someone past or present who left their, you know, who, who followed their dreams, followed their passions. I feel like, you know, I could, you know, as a recent graduate, I just love to hear everyone's stories. So like, I can't pick one. Sorry.
3: Okay. All right. That's that's forest? fair enough. There. Was it?
2: Who's yours?
3: Oh, you, wow. See? It is
2: okay, hard. Uh, <laughs> okay.
3: You, you just took, okay. Nice, nice. Nice one. Uh Oh, boy. Well, oh, boy. Um, oh, I would say Tamara McClary. Nice.
2: Because?
3: Because, uh, well, because she was my, well, she was my coach, quote-unquote, okay. uh, last year that helped me transition my business to what it is right now. And, you know, of course, you know, seeing her, seeing her, uh, basically reinvent So in the last so many years, and seeing where she's at right now, mm-hmm. she would be one person I would like to spend time with, and to learn to learn the ups and downs of being a entrepreneur. That's awesome.
2: Even it was hard.
3: <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. So, definitely. So now uh, where can uh, people uh, find out more about uh, your you know, your work at VMC Software and also the best way to uh, connect
2: yeah, I would say follow me on LinkedIn. Um, go ahead and shoot me a message, say that you watched us, and I'll be happy to connect, and talk more. I also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, it's just DJ Ramirez XO and I have all my my social channels as well.
3: Awesome. Well, DJ Ramirez, I want to say thank you for taking time out my busy schedule to be here, and once more, I'm truly honored. Uh, do you have any final words for audiences watching this or who will be listening later?
2: Yeah, um, to anyone watching this, my advice or my favorite quote is that if it's not okay, it's not the end because in the end it's going to be okay. And basically, I just want you guys to remember to create your opportunities and go for it and dream big.
3: Awesome. Uh, Deja and again. thank you for joining me on What's work.
2: Thank you.
1: Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, DJ Ramirez. And uh, if you want to find out more about uh, her work, you can visit her website at www.djramirezexpo.com, And also you can follow her on LinkedIn as well. But, you know, at LinkedIn.com and under her same name. And follow her on Twitter as DJRamirezExpo to find out more about, to see more of her work as well. Well, uh, everyone, if you miss this episode live, it'll be archived on our uh, Google Play Music and Stitcher, and you can visit visit uh, my company's website, at forward slash podcast two to listen to this episode and other past episodes of uh, this show. So please uh, check you know check it out. Well, everyone, thank you again for joining me on What's the Word. This show that's about finding out what inspires people to succeed in their respective their careers. My name is Shival John. Be real and be ind- independent. Uh, we're leaving now with uh, Chris Earls, Just People, and we'll see you guys uh, next Tuesday afternoon.